2: Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: NFL Explained is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
4: Welcome to NFL Explained, a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
3: America's most
0: reliable network is going ultra with Verizon 5G, ultra-wideband, in more and more places. With up to 10 times faster speeds, you can download a movie in mere minutes. What? Yes, Verizon is going ultra, so you can too. 5G ultra wideband available in select areas, most reliable based on rankings from the Root Metrics US Root Score Report dated first half 2021. Excluding C band and not specific to 5G networks, your results may vary, not an endorsement. Speed comparison to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds downloads vary based on network conditions and 5G content optimization.
5: Upwork is the world's work marketplace. Empower your business and hire the world's most in-demand developers, designers, project managers, and more at www.upwork.com.
3: What is in a name? Welcome to... NFL explained. Her name is Aditi Kinkabwala. Mike Yam with you. This is the maiden voyage of our podcast, Aditi,
4: our mega, major, awesome, tremendous, have to listen podcast. Where are the adjectives, Yam?
3: Uh, there's a lot of adjectives, but I thought I would let you cover that since your background actually is in print as well, so you understand sort of the, the nuance of writing all these cool things and using all those colorful adjectives. The magic of words. Yes, the power. Right. Although this episode and really every episode. That that we're going to be doing in this podcast is going to be focused more on the history of the sport, the game that we love. And I should even want to limit this podcast to just the history behind the NFL. I would just say anything that... Any fan wants to know about this sport, Adi, you and I are going to give all the context and perspective that people need to hear.
4: And when you say anything, we're not just talking about what happens on the field. We're talking about how the field is made or what is actually on the field or the way that the field is videoed. I mean, really, anything that you have ever wondered about the game, anything that you've ever needed for a good game of trivia... We have your answers.
3: The most frequently searched topics that need better perspective. We will have you covered here on the NFL Explained podcast. In fact, today I started this episode by saying what's in the name. We are all about team names, specifically the ones in the NFC. Next week it'll be about the AFC. Aditi, there have actually been, and I don't know if you realize this, but more than 75 franchises in NFL history. But because that would take a whole lot of time to go through the history and the origins of all of those teams, for this episode, episode it's just nfc teams that still exist today
4: wait so we're not gonna get to the Tanawanda cardex
3: no i'm not touching that one if you'd like to do the what bonus about, what episode, about
4: the racine tornadoes are we going nope. to get to the racine tornadoes
3: no nope, not touching that one either
4: hmm. the duluth kelly's
3: That one might actually pop up just because the whole Duluth thing just sort of sounds cool to me. But you and I, there is a lot to get to because it is the NFC, because we have a lot of teams, because there's so much great history and tradition. I think it's important to kind of just drive right into it. And Aditi, I actually started this podcast by saying, what's in a name? And I think for a lot of us, it's not only just a way that we are ID'd publicly, but it's in a lot of ways identity. And I think for a lot of our favorite teams, the history behind knowing where that name came from, we just don't know. In fact, I grew up a Giants fan. Uh, Had it not been for the preparation of this podcast, I couldn't tell you why they were actually called the Giants. And I think, Aditi, I am not alone in that assessment. We just scream and cheer every single Sunday, and we don't know some of the intricate details to how we got to the place that we're at.
4: That's a great launching point. So why don't we start at the beginning, at least at the beginning in terms of what is... The longest tenured name for the longest tenured franchise that has played in the same city under the same name. Do you know what that is? What team has been around the longest, played with the same exact name in the same exact city?
3: The answer is the Green Bay Packers. And I know there's some Arizona Cardinal fans who want to talk a little bit about their team. We netted out on the Packers because of some of the categories that you just made reference to, the lack of movement, the history around Lambeau, and the whole thing, so they actually kick off our list.
4: They do, but do you actually know why the Packers were named the Packers? Um, Do you want to give it a guess? I'm going to let
3: you explain that because I know you did the deep dive on the Packers.
4: I did do the deep dive, and you know what it made me think of? My own athletic career, because when I played Little League, you needed to go and find somebody to sponsor your team and you had to wear, you know, some law firm or some grocery store or some hair salon's name on the front of your shirt. Well, guess what? That's how the Packers were named, Mike. What happened was that Curly Lambeau and George Calhoun founded the team in 1919. They needed money for uniforms, just like I did when I was a kid, and Curly Lambeau went to his boss at the Indian Packing Company, and his boss said, okay, sure, I'll give you 500 bucks to buy uniforms, but you need to make sure you put my company's name on your uniforms, hence the Packers.
3: Aditi, that's actually pretty cool. And it's a great flashback for me to my childhood. Bowers Sports Shop. I remember that being all over our baseball caps and jerseys when I was a kid, which actually has me thinking, there's gotta be some cool sponsors that people have had during the course of their athletic career. So make sure you tweet at us using that hashtag #NFLExplained.
4: I feel like people should also tweet at us their questions, Mike. Because this whole entire thing just begs the question, Why do Packers fans wear foam cheese on their heads? I mean, I get that Wisconsin is America's dairy land and that Wisconsin is known for its cheese, but the Packers were named after a meat company. You think that maybe they should put foam meat on their heads?
3: Meat and cheese.
4: Meat and cheese. I always paired wine and cheese together or grapes and cheese together.
3: (laughs) I actually don't know the reason to it, but there is some creativity. And I think the other thing, too, Aditi, is that we've learned there are connections sometimes that aren't as obvious. So maybe the meat and cheese thing is just one of those we're just going to have to roll with.
4: I mean, it's fair. But, you know, the other thing with the Packers that I think is vitally important is that they play in a stadium, which I believe is on your bucket list. Lambeau Field?
3: Oh, yeah. I just I would prefer to have like winter gear when I'm there in the dead of winter. But I think Packer fans have to be loving the fact that that they get to lead off our list. And you know what's really interesting is from a Chicago Bears perspective, I, I was doing some research on this team and I think there's there's a lot of really interesting tidbits about the Chicago Bears, but it's important to note, 1922, the league actually changed its name from the American Professional Football Association to the National Football League. That actually wasn't the only change. The Chicago Staleys they actually moved from Decatur to Chicago in 1921. They changed their name to the Chicago Bears. And what's fascinating to me about this, the Bears, they played in Wrigley Field. And it's not the only time that we've seen some football teams playing inside baseball stadiums. Wrigley obviously has a lot of tradition. We made reference to Lambeau. But the Cubs, since they were already playing in Wrigley, the football players were just larger in stature. So they just said, well, why are we going to call ourselves the Cubs? We're going to go and call ourselves the Bears, which to me is kind of cute and interesting, but it actually could be argued that the Bears are the NFL's oldest team. The Packers sort of beat them in the name game, which is why, Aditi, you got to start off with Green Bay. The rivalry, it goes back and forth between some of these squads. So to me, once again, the history around this team is sort of fascinating.
2: Manning
1: takes the snap, back to throw, under pressure, avoids the rush, and he's going to Fight out of it. Now throws it deep downfield. Wide open. Tyree, who makes the catch at the 20 yard line. What a play by Manning. And what a catch by Tyree
4: with 58 seconds to go. OK, so the New York Giants, you know, as a Jersey girl, the Giants have been in New Jersey forever. And I sort of get a little bit perturbed by the New York thing, but they were indeed founded in New York. They're technically the fourth oldest team in the NFL and they did start playing at the polo grounds. The way that they named themselves is after the baseball team. So there was already the New York Giants and they were playing baseball and those New York Giants named themselves the Giants after. Mike, come on, tell us when you're in New York City, What is the most notable thing besides the pizza?
3: Yeah, the most notable thing is trying to get through midtown Manhattan when it's nothing but tourists that are surrounding you. And they look up and they're staring at large buildings for no reason. You take for granted how uh, if you grew up in that area, you're just used to it. And in other parts of the country, they're just not used to seeing skyscrapers.
4: Ding, 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 ding. So the skyscrapers were so tall, they were giant. Like and the Major League Baseball team named themselves the New York Giants. And then the football team came along, which I will say that the baseball name is really quite clever. But the football team just copying the baseball team feels a little less creative. And then in like their only little ode to creativity, at one point the New York Giants became the New York Football Giants to designate that they were different than the original New York Giants, which maybe if you had an unusual and interesting name like Aditi as opposed to Michael. Yeah. You wouldn't really necessarily have to differentiate which giant you were or which Michael you were.
3: Yeah. I'm getting now flashbacks to my childhood, being in class and hearing Mike and four kids in my class going, yep, And paying attention. That's why Yammer just sort of became an interesting little nickname that's stuck since my childhood. You know, you mentioned the Giants and the Skyscrapers and the baseball connection. I just want to highlight this, not only for the rest of this NFC episode of NFL Explained, but the AFC one that's going to come out next week, Aditi. The amount of baseball influence on the sport of football as it pertains to team names is really significant. There's a large amount of teams that had association connection with baseball teams, whether they were playing inside those arenas or being named literally after the baseball team, which sounds ridiculous nowadays. But this, I guess, was a common theme when you go back to the 1920s, 30s and 40s.
4: Well, it's like you said with the Bears and the Cubs, some of the names were indeed derivative. Did you know, Mike, that there was once a professional football team named The New York Yankees?
3: Uh, I do now. I think I must have missed that in the research packet. There you go. Skip that one.
4: (laughs) Well, you know, sometimes you have to do your own research, my friend, especially if you want to win a trivia
3: which, uh, by the way, I just I'm about building teams. So I just get all my smart friends to be on my squad. <laughs> but you mentioned doing some of the work and I did. So you're a freeloader. Uh, is
4: that what you're telling me? Yeah,
3: I am. But I pick up the drink, so it's all good. The Detroit <laughs> Lions is one of those teams I actually dug pretty deep in. In fact, when you just Google Portsmouth, Ohio, what comes up is Portsmouth.org, where Southern hospitality begins. That's what popped up on my Google search. And I was like, damn, that sounds like the type of place that I want to go and hang at it's Significant. And you're like, Portsmouth, Ohio, like, why the hell are you talking about that? Well, the Detroit Lions, who are the fifth oldest team, actually started play in Portsmouth, Ohio, and they weren't even called the Lions. In fact, they were the Spartans. You go back to George A. Richards, who was a radio executive, and he purchased the Spartans for $8,000. 8K got you a franchise. Now, wow. I get it. I'm flashing back to my grandfather telling me about, you know, things that he was able to get for a quarter. But 8K got him a football franchise. He ended up moving the team to Detroit back in 1934. And you go, how did the Lions come about? Well, he decided on the Lions because he wanted them to be the, quote, kings of the NFL, like the line was king of the jungle. The tie-in was also with the baseball team. Once again, the sort of the seam, the Detroit Tigers. He was trying to capitalize on the popularity of the baseball team and that connection there Lions and Tigers and Bears. Oh, my. We can skip the Bears because we already did that a little bit earlier. But <laughs> it's just a theme, Aditi, that just continues to to ring true for the rest of this podcast.
4: I will say that Spartans has always been a name that I've liked when it comes to college football nicknames. Go Sparty. The Spartans had sort of invoked something. But yeah, I mean, I appreciate that as well, especially since the majority of original Professional football teams really started in the Midwest. And the two oldest teams in the NFL have their ties to Chicago. The Decatur Mm Staleys obviously became the Chicago Bears. And then the next team we're talking about, the Arizona Cardinals, actually started as the Chicago Cardinals. The Cardinals were formed in 1920 in Chicago, just like the bears. They were part of the NFL's first 14 teams, but the Cardinals roots actually go all the way back to 1898. They were an amateur team known as the Morgan athletic club on the South side of Chicago. And The way their name started is really actually quite brilliant. Their owner was a gentleman named Chris O'Brien, and Chris O'Brien, being very fiscally responsible, went and bought some old jerseys from the University of Chicago Maroons in 1901. The thing is, though, Mike, when he looked at these jerseys, he said... That's not maroon. That's Cardinal Red because they were old and they were faded. And you know why we need to trust Mr. O'Brien? Because he was a house painter. So obviously he knows the difference between different shades of red. Hence, the Chicago Cardinals were born. And obviously the Cardinals moved multiple times to St. Louis and then on to Arizona, which is where they have stayed.
3: It's crazy to me because there will eventually be an episode on uniforms on NFL Explained Just the emphasis that we have on looking good. What's that phrase? Look good, feel good, play good. And can you?
0: You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day.
2: Well, it's got standard third row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: Imagine being a member of the Cardinals and rocking old uniforms, probably not looking good, definitely not feeling good about it.
4: You know what? I know it's the wrong conference right now, but the Pittsburgh Steelers wore those bumblebee uniforms in real time. And then again, so I can imagine all sorts of things.
3: Yeah, that's just not exactly the way that I would go, but just the, the fascination that I think a lot of us have with uniforms and the jerseys. I mean, hell, you go to an NFL stadium on a Sunday the team colors that your squad's rocking those are really really important but aditi you know you and i have been referencing the team names from a lot of these squads from the 1920s but coming up next we're going to move along 100 years to check in on one recent headline that's making a significant change we'll do that coming up on nfl explained
5: build the team that will build your business with upwork you can find top developers designers project managers, and more who can start today so your business can succeed tomorrow. Hire at home or in 180 countries around the world to find the right talent for whatever your business needs. Upwork, the world's work marketplace. Learn more at www.upwork.com.
0: America's most reliable network is going ultra with Verizon 5G ultra wideband in more and more places so you can do more. With up to 10 times faster speeds, you can download a movie in mere minutes. What? Yes. That's faster than your morning coffee run. Lights, camera, coffee. And while you're at it, go on and download a whole series in minutes or a new song in seconds. A one, a two, a one, two, oh, it's done? Stock up on all that entertainment and sure, you can download work files faster too if you have to. So you can quickly get back to all these great movies, shows, and songs you've just gotten your hands on. Verizon 5G Ultra Wideband is now in more and more places. Verizon is going ultra so you can too. 5G ultra wideband available in select areas. Most reliable based on rankings from the Root Metrics US Root Score Report dated first half 2021. Excluding C band and not specific to 5G networks, your results may vary. Not an endorsement. Speed comparison to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds. Downloads vary based on network conditions and 5G content optimization.
2: There's the snap hand to Riggins, good hole! He's got the first down to the 40, he's
1: gone! The 35, the 30, the 20, he's gone, he's gone! Touchdown Washington Redskins! Woo-hoo. Holy cow, what a play! 42 yard touchdown run on fourth and a foot.
6: John Riggins has given the Redskins the lead in Super Bowl 17.
3: It is NFL Explained. Mike Am and Aditi Kinkabala with you. This week's episode, we are all about the history of names for NFL teams in the NFC. Our episode number two is all about the AFC, but we continue moving this train ahead, Aditi and the Washington football team. You know, it's a franchise that was actually founded in 1932 as. The Boston Braves, they moved to D.C. in 1937. Now, they actually shared the name, the Boston Braves, with, yeah, you guessed it, the baseball team, because they shared the field with them. 1933 happened, so the baseball team, they moved to Fenway, changed their name to the Red Sox. The football team, well, then they became the Redskins. The name and the logo of the team has obviously generated a ton of controversy over the last few years. And they finally changed it in 2020 to the Washington football team. But keep in mind, on the baseball side of things, the Cleveland Indians, you know, they changed their names to the Guardians. And the Washington football team, their president, Jason Wright, actually announced that the franchise has narrowed down Aditi more than 40%. Thousand submissions. That is a lot of looking over names for a really long period of time. So the new nickname for the team is down to three. And if there's one thing that I have learned from working with you, Aditi, in a short period of time, when it comes to team names, no weather conditions are allowed. You just you're not a fan of it.
4: I just kind of don't get it. Like the Miami Heat does that put you in a great place? The heat.
3: Well, if I'm on the beach with a cocktail, I'm in a really good place. Heat. I
4: mean, that's different than warm weather. I don't know, storm, the Seattle storm, the Carolina hurricanes. But again, I feel like naming a team is a really, really difficult endeavor. You just mentioned the Guardians. I mean, people were ripping the Guardians and it's, I don't know. There's not going to be any sort of unanimous approval here. So you just hope for the best,
3: especially when there's 40,000 submissions. The one thing for me, Aditi, I will be happy as long as there's alliteration uh, when it comes to the Washington football team or whatever that nickname is going to be.
4: So, What does that mean? That's like the Washington Warriors. But then that doesn't work because there's already a Warriors. I told you, if there's one thing that I really, really despise, it's naming a team after a team that already exists.
3: I hear what you're saying on the Warriors as a guy that lives in the city of San Francisco, not too far from Chase Center where the Warriors play. I got you. Steph Curry. I think Warriors. I think Curry bombs away from the bleachers and knocking down long triples, but there is something to be said for the alliteration aspect of it.
4: I'm going to have to think about this one. It's a good thing that it's not up to me to come up with the name. You
3: you got some time on that one, and it has been kind of cool to just say Washington football team as you work on shows, and we continue to discuss this.
4: Yes, but it has been very, very hard to tweet the Washington football team. Do you know how many characters that
3: is? Uh, Too (laughs) too many to count, so I'm, I'm with you there.
4: All right, well, Moving up I-95 and staying in the NFC East, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. So the Eagles joined the National Football League in 1933, right when the Pittsburgh Steelers did. And of course, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers are near and dear to my heart since I live in the city of Pittsburgh. But we will get to their naming and when the Eagles and the Steelers actually joined for a period of time in our next episode when we hit the AFC. Sticking with the Eagles... They were named after a piece of government legislation during FDR's New Deal era, and that is the National Recovery Act. The symbol for the National Recovery Act was the eagle, and so the Philadelphia Eagles were born. But I've got a little added bonus piece of trivia for you here. The Eagles.
3: Oh, I thought you were going to quiz me on like speaking softly and carrying a big stick
4: wrong roosevelt my friend oh okay but i mean it's true not that either of us really knows anything about speaking softly. but <laughs> wrong roosevelt same family in any case the eagles i will not logo. be hosting
3: a history podcast at any single point in my career <laughs> i just ruined that opportunity <laughs> for myself so thank you for calling me out on that Aditi.
4: <laughs> in any case let me go back to my trivia you took me off my game okay here's my question for you mr yam Okay. The Eagles logo is distinct from every logo in the National Football League because.
3: Oh uh, God, I actually don't know the answer to this. Does it have to do like I'm just thinking like something animal related, bird related?
4: No, there are other birds and there are other animals. I'm sorry, Mike. You do not win a beer okay. this round. You're buying them anyway. The Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> you're the one that said you were buying earlier. In any case, and you're not on my trivia team, just Especially in case you were the, in the
3: history category.
4: Yes. <laughs> all right. The Eagles logo is the only logo in the NFL that faces left.
3: Oh, come on. And the reason
4: it faces left, well, go ahead and look at all the logos. It's really interesting. Like, if you see all 32 logos lined up, it's the only one facing that way. And that's so that the Eagles tail feathers can make an E. Okay. Sorry, not the tail feathers. I'm sorry. The feathers at the tail of its head. So if you look at the eagle's logo. Come on, I'm I'm literally literally. Googling it. Okay. Okay, if you look at the if you look at the eagle's head, the back oh yeah the tail the feathers on the back of its head make an E. And that only works if the eagle's eyes are facing left.
3: Okay, yeah, there's something to that. I think that's relatively cool. The E thing is a little bit of a stretch. Actually, as I Googled the, the logo, someone actually did the outline. I am going to say I'm okay if I don't get that trivia question right.
4: Well, Mike, that's clearly just your bias as a Giants fan speaking.
3: All right, there might be a little bit of that in play, but Didi, there is absolutely no bias here right now. Maybe, maybe not, because I am all about the L.A. Rams. I happen to be a very, very proud Fordham University alum and certainly thrilled that somehow I can work into this show of NFL Explained a reference to where I went to school. 1936, same year for the Rams, the same year that Boston moved to Washington the Cleveland Rams were born. Well, guess what? Team's GM, Damon Buzz Wetzel, his favorite college team. Yes, the Fordham Rams. I can't even tell you how much I lit up when I saw the history.
4: Does Fordham still have a football team?
3: Uh, yes, we do have a football team. And I see the little oh. tone. Look, I get it. We're, we're not a top 25 <laughs> squad. We're, we, you know, look, it, it happens. But we have had success at the FCS level. That needs to be thrown out there. In fact, when I was there, Dave Klaassen was their head coach, who's now at Wake Forest. But the point is, is, and he turned around the program. Joe Moorhead, who's now the offensive coordinator at Oregon, kudos to him in that offense. I'm going to go on tangents all day. But Wetzel actually <laughs> was a huge Fordham Rams fan. Uh, <laughs> okay, and, we just
4: lost half our listeners No, 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 right we there. didn't. We Nobody didn't cares because, about Fordham football. Um, no, Mike, I'm sorry.
3: They do care about Lombardi, though, who used to walk around the Rose Hill campus just like I did, and he was 5'8", a buck 80-something, and was That's part of a- That's name dropping right there. Oh, yeah. He was part of a dominant offensive line. It gives me hope. No, no hope, because things have changed physically for football players. Seven blocks of granite. Come on now. Some old school heads know what I'm talking about. The Rams, though, the professional football team, they've actually moved around a lot. 1946, they moved out of L.A. the year after they won the NFL championship in 1945. Following the 94 season, they moved from St. Louis, then back to L.A. for the 2016 season. And now... We're neighbors with them. NFL Network sort of moving in next door to SoFi Stadium. So certainly I think a lot of people excited about that.
4: And you're right, Mike, that is a beautiful SoFi Stadium. But let's head up the beautiful Pacific Coast Highway to another team in California. And that is the one in San Francisco, which plays its games in Santa Clara. But that's not really where we're going with this. Very, very clever name here. You want to take one stab. At why the San Francisco team is called the San Francisco 49ers.
3: It's my life motto of trying to get rich quick. I have not been able to achieve that though. Is that a stretch to try to link those two things? Oh that's right on point, isn't it?
4: That's pretty good right there. So in 1950, the NFL merged with the All-American Football Conference. Three new teams came into the NFL. One of those new teams was the 49ers, and of course, it is because of all of those gold prospectors who rushed to northern california after the 1849 gold rush and that is of course why the uniforms still have besides that red red you know like the big red they also have that gold i do like the gold helmets i have to tell you
3: they're pretty sweet man like those old school unis they are definitely fun to watch and and i was kind of light up and i'm not even a niners fan but living in san francisco seeing them it is kind of cool to see just sort of like the nostalgia that, that comes up when you see some of those jerseys. So
4: when you think of all the names, right? When you think of all the names, animals, articles of clothing, odes to the region, 49ers is really a very brilliant, fitting name, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it totally makes sense. You know, and as we shift our attention to America's team, Dallas Cowboys, there was a time they were almost called the Steers, which to me is sort of interesting. The GM at the time, Tech Schram, didn't actually like the idea of naming his team after basically, you know, Steer, and there was a little bit of pushback there. He couldn't go Rangers because it was already taken by the minor league baseball team in Dallas at the time, so they settled on the Cowboys. And how about this? Like, you just think about the popularity of the Dallas Cowboys, and then here we go. This team- The NFL's first modern era expansion team, the success that they've had, and we could have been calling them the Steers the entire time, Aditi.
4: It does feel like Cowboys is more of an America's team sort of name than Steers and the hats and all of that. Yes, as somebody who lived in Texas for a while, it's hard to imagine them being called anything else but that.
3: The fact that our next team is associated with nothing that would remind me of the middle of the country, I think is just.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired.
2: it's got standard third row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Random. Really?
3: You mean the Vikings? Well,
2: that just speaks to what you know of
4: where we are, because here you're going to get a bonus. My friend, my Ann. Okay you're not only going to get a lesson on why the Minnesota Vikings are named the Vikings, you're going to get a lesson about the region of Minnesota. So Minnesota Vikings, if this is the first team in the NFL to actually use their state instead of a city, which I kind of really appreciate because, you know, it's the whole state in general that roots for a team. It's about a region. And Minnesota doesn't have to share, you know, states like Ohio, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, even though New Jersey isn't named, they all have multiple teams. Texas, Minnesota has the one. So that's really good. And the reason that they are called the Vikings is because there's actually a very, very strong Nordic tradition in the upper Midwest. And the general manager at the time in 1960, Burt Rose, thought, you know what? not only should we honor this nordic tradition here in the upper midwest where we are based but also what do you think of when you think of vikings you think of tough aggressive fighters who stop at nothing
3: think game of thrones for some reason kind of have that game of thrones vibe
4: maybe that speaks to your youth but i will say this mike zimmer the coach of the vikings he's definitely somebody that you would think would lead a team Called the Vikings.
3: Yeah, no, I think that is very, very appropriate. By the way, I appreciate you calling me young. Got carded the other day. Got really excited about that. I got more white hair than I would like to admit. So yeah, anytime you can compliment me like that. I
4: probably just had to card you, you know, when you wear a mask, you need to card everybody just in case.
3: Let's not go that way. I like the way that I was thinking the person thought I was really young.
4: I know, but I'm here to keep it real.
3: Okay, that's fine. Coming up next, I need a little bit of a break from Aditi right now, so it's probably a good time to take it. We'll take you through the rest of the (laughs) NFC. We're just getting started here because we got some mergers and some teams that are starting to pop up at a ridiculously fast rate. We'll explain that coming up next on NFL Explain.
5: This podcast is sponsored by Kindrel. Kindrel designs, builds, manages, and modernizes the mission-critical technology systems that the world depends on every day. Working side-by-side with their customers, they imagine things differently. By forging new strategic partnerships, they unlock new possibilities. Creating a world powered by healthy digital systems alive with opportunity. Oxygen to innovation and energy to change the world. Kindrel, the heart of progress.
6: DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action with endless ways to make it rain this week. Sports betting has never been this convenient. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from anywhere this app is available. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DK1 when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's code DK1 to get a deposit bonus of $1,000 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and older, minimum age, and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369.
2: You know, as you look back at the year of 1960, you probably remember a great many sports events. However, I doubt that anything was
4: more important than the establishment of the American Football League.
3: Continuing to roll on here on NFL Explain, we are taking you through the history of the teams in the NFC and how they got their names. But I mentioned 1960 being a big year at dd for the NFL. First time ever, a successful rival league was actually created after a whole lot of failed attempts, 1926, 1936, 1940. And then, of course, we get the American Football League. The AFL and the NFL would eventually merge in 1970, but that merger was announced four years before in 1966. When we do our AFC naming show, we're going to go through a lot of those squads that have sort of popped up here. But I do want to focus in on the NFC front when it comes to the Atlanta Falcons. Aditi, you made reference to this. Sometimes, like, the fans that get involved in the team names. Well, guess what? The Falcons, also one of those teams that went to the community and said, hey, what should we do? Because they joined the league in 1965— The owner at the time, Rankin Smith, was actually offered an NFL franchise to keep him from joining the AFL, which is why the history around the NFL and the AFL and the merger is really significant because it was a rival league. So the name was chosen by a contest. Over 500 names were submitted by the fans. So you got a lot of examples that didn't necessarily make the cut. Peaches sort of one of my personal favorites, the Vibrants, the Lancers.
4: Favorites? Or is that, can you imagine a football team named the Peaches?
3: Really unique, though. Okay. Not exactly striking fear. You said, look, you wanted unique. No one else is the Peaches. The Vibrance." The Lancers, I don't really would have been crazy about that one. One that really would have created a lot of controversy, and it's probably a good thing they didn't go down that path, uh, the Confederates. Because something tells me that wouldn't have lasted the way some of the name changes have gone down. But the Falcon name was actually submitted by a couple different fans. A school teacher said her reason for picking the name was because the Falcon was a proud and dignified bird with great courage to fight. She went on to say it never drops its prey. It's deadly and has got a great sporting tradition. I think that's kind of cool, especially in a game where you never want to let go of the football. So dropping your prey, prey football. I think there's some sort of connection there, Aditi.
4: I feel like that's something that Arthur Smith could possibly be pulling out this year to say, hey, everybody, reminder, this is where our name comes from. And this is who we are supposed to be, especially that defense. Maybe. Yeah, although a I reminder.
3: think there's some issues, too, offensively. Let's get that going.
4: Moving right along, we'll go a little bit west to the New Orleans Saints, who also asked for fan submissions for City Choices candidates when it came to naming their team. And now here's something incredibly cool. They were officially founded on November 1st, they being the New Orleans Saints, and November 1st is All Saints Day. But the New Orleans Saints didn't actually get their name from being founded on All Saints Day. It's because of the song, when the Saints go marching <laughs> in. And that's, of course, an homage to all of the city street jazz bands and is so, so, so fitting for that city and for that team. And... Now I feel like, can you sing me a ditty? No,
3: no. As a guy that's actually never been to New Orleans, believe me, I would absolutely love... To head down there i know i know you give me the the shock look i know this is a podcast so people can't see you Aditi is surprised i know bad job by me
4: i mean i'm surprised by the fact that you haven't been to green bay but i'm definitely more surprised by the fact that you've never been to new orleans
3: yeah yeah you know like i said grew up northeast i've been all over the west coast covering college football for a really long period of time and certainly dipping into some nfl stuff through the years but new orleans has not been a city that i have been fortunate enough to visit It almost happened a couple of years ago for a bachelor party. That's definitely a story for another time. We did not make it to New Orleans.
4: Well, maybe I'll get to the Superdome where everything is deafening when they play, when the Saints go marching in, when, you know, they're on defense. Just in general, the Superdome is a very, very deafening place.
3: Is it louder than the 12th man in Seattle? Because it gets pretty loud up in the Pacific Northwest for that franchise.
4: That's pretty loud, but I think Arrowhead Stadium is pretty loud, too. Is it still called Arrowhead Stadium, by the way?
3: Uh, Yeah, I was uh, there a couple years ago.
4: I'm terrible at that. Just while we're talking about names, when teams move, you know, the Los Angeles Chargers, I'll still occasionally call them the San Diego Chargers. And when stadiums change... Like the Bills, they're now playing in a new stadium, but it's going to take me a while.
3: You're just pre-wired that way. Pretty much. By the way, speaking of loud franchises, I know I'd said it because it does get loud in Seattle. 1974, the NFL said, you know what? Seattle, you get a franchise. Seahawks, they joined the lead in 76. There were 1,700 unique suggestions by fans. The Skippers, the Pioneers, the Lumberjacks, The Seagulls.
4: I'm really glad they didn't go with the Seagulls. Really glad.
3: I know. You and I are on the same page on that one. Their GM, John Thompson, went with the Seahawks because of their prominence in the Northwest. Uh, There's a unique aggressive nature that apparently he felt like that name actually conjured up. But can you imagine, seriously, if you're the 12th man yelling for the skippers, to me, just would not have been great. But a little fun factoid that I was able to find. Seahawks, only team to switch conferences twice In the post merger, I didn't really even put those things together. 76 NFC West switched conferences with the Buccaneers after one season and then joined the AFC West and then returned in 2002 NFC West realigned in the NFL. But I found that I was like, oh, damn, like I actually didn't realize that that had gone down. So that was I thought something I wanted to pass along.
4: It's a perfectly great segue to the Bucks then, of course, who were originally in the AFC West and then swapped with the Seahawks, as you just said, and then they came back to the NFC South in 2002. And... What's actually interesting, though, is that this was not the first itineration of an NFL team called the Buccaneers. There used to be, Mike, the Los Angeles Buccaneers. Of course, that team didn't make it. So then you go to the Bucs in Tampa Bay and the Bucs in Tampa Bay got their name not only from owner Hugh Culverhouse, but from a group of people that he gathered together who are some of the smartest, most creative minds on the planet. Who would those people be? Sports writers, a panel of sports writers came up with the idea of Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a nod to the pirates who used to raid the Florida coastline back in the 17th century. And beyond that, Mike, it was actually a newspaper cartoonist who came up with the mascot,
3: Bucko Bruce. So Cartoonist also impacting another franchise in the AFC, which we will get to in our next episode. And that would be the Patriots believing the history around that particular franchise. Also sort of fascinating. I just love all the parallels and who each NFL franchise leans on in order to help create an identity for their organization. And then that's a little bit more on the old, I shouldn't say old school side, but a little bit more uh, new school as well. Carolina Panthers kind of rounding out our NFC squads. The youngest team, uh, the Panthers actually born out of that 95 expansion. The team name came after the team execs thought that the animal was everything a player should be. Powerful, sleek, and strong. Yeah, I think those are good attributes to give NFL players. They also appeared with the Jags as the youngest team to appear in a conference championship in only their second season. But I do know the Carolina Panthers right now. Are they a powerful, sleek and strong team? Uh, They got some really good players on that squad. I don't know if I'd necessarily describe them in that regard. More like some younger players. Well,
4: they're hoping. They're hoping. But I do. I like their colors. I like their logo. I like the name. I think it's all fitting. And it's unique.
3: It is unique. And that might be the most important thing. But look, you and I, episode number one of the NFL Explained podcast officially in the books. I am no longer nervous to be working with you just because... Uh, uh, look, you
4: were you nervous to work with me.
3: No, you bring the heat. So I just wanted to make sure that I was matching the intensity. And I know our coverage on some of the burning topics, the most searched topics, we will have everyone covered throughout the course of the season. Uh, our next episode is all about the AFC and the history behind their team names. And I know you're pumped for that. Just
4: wait. Just wait. I am because, you know, that, that's sort of my wheelhouse right there. We've got some juicy things, Mike, in the next one. But speaking of juicy things... There are things you've always wondered. Don't hesitate to message us. You can find me on Twitter at Akinkabwala. You can find Mike. At
3: Mike underscore Yam. I do the IG deal. I also do the Twitter deal. Sorry, I just kind of wanted to sound hip and cool. Yeah. IG.
4: <laughs> you can also comment in the comment section of the Apple Podcasts.
3: Oh, rate, follow, review. Those are the pillars, of course, of any successful podcast.
4: And also, tell us what you are curious about. We are here to answer your questions.
5: Brought to you by Upwork, where you can build the team that will build your business. Learn more at Upwork.com.
0: America's most reliable network is going ultra with Verizon 5G ultra wideband in more and more places. With up to 10 times faster speeds, you can download a movie in mere minutes. What? Yes, Verizon is going ultra, so you can too. 5G ultra-wideband available in select areas, most reliable based on rankings from the Root Metrics U.S. Root Score Report dated first half 2021. Excluding C-band and not specific to 5G networks, your results may vary. Not an endorsement. Speed comparison to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds downloads vary based on network conditions and 5G content optimization. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring,